Great. So today I'm talking with Brody Chapman, who is a professional cyclist with FDJ. And she's been a vegan for, oh, I don't know, how many years have you been a vegan for? Since 2008. So 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. Quite, is that right? Is my maths right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to trust you on that. So okay. <laughs> my, maths, my maths, like off the top of the head, is, is not always the best either. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. Because yeah, what, what sort of led you to going down a <clears throat> vegan style diet? Um, so straight up, it was about the animal industry. Um, I was actually in high school at the time. I have been brought up on a mostly vegetarian diet. So my family, we ate a lot of vegetarian food at home. And if we did eat meat, it was generally like white meat. Um, And I just never liked red meat. Like there was a small period of time in my life where I started to eat it. But I mean, I, yeah, I just never liked the taste of it. I mean, my family kind of did, but not me. Anyway, so I was vegetarian for a long time I basically stopped eating flesh maybe mid high school early high school but then later on it's funny I was actually working at a cafe where I spent a lot of time so you're around all different foods and I was um eating some marshmallows one pouring evening and I was like pretty sure these are made of something really whack like horse feet like referring to gelatin yeah um, so I went home and I was like, Google, like, where does gelatin come from? And then I just got into a rabbit hole of like this video on YouTube called Meet Your Meat. And it just kind of affirmed what I already had a feeling about or knew, but you kind of don't want to have to think about too much because you enjoy eating food and cheese and milk. And um, actually, I'd had this customer at that same cafe who was asking me a million questions, questions about the ingredients of some nachos. And I was like, why is she asking so many questions? And then she told me she was vegan and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Never really heard of that. I mean, haven't heard of many people. But, yeah, I basically found out about the animal industry. Um, I found that it was just insanely cruel um, and unsustainable as I've learned further through life. Um, I have a, I've always had a very kind of personal, close relationship with animals and um, with pets. Like we had a pet cow growing up. I used to be a wildlife carer. Um yeah, I grew up in the rainforest, so my family brought me up to really respect animals and their place. So it was absolutely a no-brainer. There was no question. I was just like, I'm vegan tomorrow. So um, I was living out of home at the time. So I was 17. Um, I made all my own food mostly. I did tell my parents, but that wasn't a huge change for them really because when I went over... I would mostly eat vegetarian anyway. So it wasn't a huge, massive shift. I wasn't going from like eating a steak and eating ice cream to then just being vegan. But I um, just chose to no longer consume any products that come from animals. Um, yeah, no questions about it. And that's never changed. <laughs> that stance has not changed. But definitely my, my diet has changed in that time. But my reasons for not consuming animals has never changed. And what sort of like lessons do you feel like you've learned along the way or things that you've changed food-wise as you've learned more about how to do a vegan diet sustainably and, and nutritiously? Um, for sure, the quantity of food. And that's even without being an athlete. I've always been really active before I was a professional athlete. I think that the caloric density of plant-based foods is just so much less than, you know, say chicken schnitzel. And I would go to the RSL and get like a small bit of rice and a salad or some bruschetta and think that was equal to someone having schnitzel and chips. 
and then a, a dairy-based dessert. But actually, you know, and then you're hungry a few hours later. So for sure, I've learned that you have to kind of ignore everyone's comments and be like, yes, I'm having these three plates of food um, because you do just need to eat more. Yeah. And to get the calories, to get the nutrients. And it also just takes time for your body to adjust, as I'm sure you probably have some good reasoning for that. Like a lot of people have told me, oh, when I went vegan, I had to go to the bathroom all the time. I'm like, well, it's probably the first time you've consumed that much fibre. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Like, definitely, if, you, if you're on a vegan diet, like, you're probably hitting upwards of 50 grams of fibre a day when the average person probably gets less than 20. And that's going to cause some major gut issues. Yeah. So I think it's you kind of got to stick it out if you have shifted dramatically but again I don't feel like I made a massive shift I've kind of heard about people who were like oh I wasn't vegan and I became vegan and everything changed I had all this energy and I mean not to say I was a super healthy vegan to start with I I was 17 I was living at home I was drinking a lot so a large amount of my calories came from alcohol <laughs> um, <laughs> and just kind of you know I was uni student as well so just you know, rice, tomato sauce and beans, which isn't so bad, but, um, you know, me growing that kind of stuff. Um, but I've certainly learned just how to include a variety of foods. So, like, you know, you're just not consuming animal fat, so it's okay for you to have fats from other sources a bit more and add them in. And, um, yeah, how to cook different things, the importance of protein, especially as an athlete, um, not that you have to, like, excessively consume it like people might believe. Yeah, because I know yeah, you I, get that question. I know you get that question a lot. I was like, you're a vegan. Where do you get your protein from? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's funny because everyone on my team, so fast forward to now as an athlete, everyone takes a protein supplement and so do I. But mine just comes from plant-based sources, so it's not like I'm doing anything different there. Um, I get most of my protein from soy-based products for sure um, and beans and just like a mixture of like I eat grains, I eat greens, um, nuts and seeds like I grew up eating nuts and seeds as my main snack thanks to my my mom and her little health food trail mixes um, yeah so I'm still learning I'm still learning as like you know what what you need in your life depending on your energy levels your your budget your like where you are in the world um, as in your as you're aging what you need is different so that's always going to keep changing and I just try and stay educated and up to date certainly from reliable resources like yeah I mean I've been through I don't think that because I choose to be vegan based on moral concepts like I it doesn't feel like a restrictive diet to me however I have still been I'm not immune to you know diet culture and restrictive diets like certainly I've gone through the like don't eat carbs so I wouldn't have white rice or bread or white pasta and then okay, you know, you're listening to some YouTube girl who's telling you not to eat any fats and then so you're like cutting out oil, you're cutting out this and that. And I've gone through all of that also being vegan. Like I think there's enough of a variety to actually get everything you need from a vegan diet. But then if you're trying to, you can still follow these weird restrictive diets um, as, a, as an uninformed person. So certainly one of the major things is if I do need to change my diet or adjust that I'm going to like, reliable resources like registered dietitians and I'm going to like yeah looking looking to science not YouTube influencers 
Oh, no, no, I've definitely, I've, I've met vegans before that like all they ate were Oreos and they didn't eat any vegetables, Oreos and potatoes mm. and chips. And like, so yeah, it doesn't necessarily equal good health um, at times. So like, what would you, have you noticed big differences in like the vegan foods that are available in Europe versus in back in Australia? Yeah, actually, um, I mean, in recent years, I think it's just, there's no question about that. You can get plant-based milks and, um, you know, veggie burgers and tofu from pretty much any normal supermarket. And that goes for both Europe and Australia. Um, Europe has a lot of good soy yogurt, like Alpro and just like unsweetened plain soy yogurt, which actually tastes really good. And you just can't get that in Australia or America for that matter. I discovered a new, a new one the other day. Um, well, it was not a yogurt, but a high-protein soy um, the soy milk. It was sort of like oh. double, double the protein content. So I was like, hmm, I'll have to let you know about that one. Oof, that's useful. It's useful for the smoothies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Australia, There's as, as, again, it's like whether I was vegan or not, there's some stuff in some countries you're like, man, I just can't get that. And then I come to Europe and I'm like, oh, finally, I can eat yogurt again. Whereas in Australia, they pretty much seem to have like, kind of weird mixtures of like nut kind of yogurt things with added sugar and all this added stuff and it's just too sweet and the same with the states you can pretty much get like sweetened coconut yogurt and that's it yeah which then is going to be very low on protein but high on fats but not on yeah and it's tastes nice but not nutritionally that helpful um but i mean at the end of the day wherever you are in the world if you can find fresh fruit and vegetables and like i know that's not always a possibility and that might be that might happen um, if you can get rice and beans, again, you can pretty much find those anywhere in the world, oatmeal, that kind of stuff, then you're, you're going to be fine. Like I don't think in, as a, um, you know, middle-class person with access to money and travel, I don't think I'm going to be in a position where I'm starving. Yeah. Um, final for now, requires a lot nutritionally of deficient for a long period of time, so... No, for sure. Yeah. I find often it means um, having to do a lot more cooking or meal prep or just being a bit more organised perhaps, like taking the food with you more. Definitely. I mean, I found myself caught out a few times in that, like, you know, I might be on the road in, like, rural France and there's just literally nothing to eat. You might go to a, a small service station and I've just got, like, ham and cheese on bread and I'm like, okay, well, my options are, like, potato chips, which I don't really want or something kind of crappy and you're like well do I just hold out till I can get home or do I have something and so sometimes I'll just be like yeah I'm just gonna eat a crappy snack because I need something I should have been more prepared but again I don't think just kind of you get used to it like for sure I know which supermarkets I can buy this tofu right now my team's aware of what they can get me what they can't um and that just comes with experience and like a bit of trial and error and yeah asking for what you need um, being a bit prepared, taking, I do just take a protein powder with me most places um, in case I want to mix it in with my porridge in the morning if I can't get anything or like have it in a hot chocolate at night just to kind of get that extra in when I'm training heavily. So, yeah, it's good to see the world shifting to normalising food that comes from plants and that you, a lot of people are happy to eat a vegetarian or a vegan meal and not feel like they're fully missing out because I think we've been socialised. Yeah to believe that a meal isn't complete without some sort of animal part in it. Yeah, um, sure. But yeah, I've, yeah, I've, got, I've gone through it all and I still think it just comes down to the same nutritional principles of like variety, balance, um, including a bit of everything, not being too strict with diets. But yeah, I've certainly 
come across some and done some pretty stupid things. <laughs> I think we all have at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. And and we're not immune to like that happening when we're stressed or um, when there's definitely chaos and change yeah. that's happening. I suppose. And so, like in terms of like the thinking about like alternatives, like so, I know you, you like tofu and tempeh and things. Like, mm. what are your sort of thoughts on all the like you say the, the bean burgers or the, the meat alternative products that are coming on the market? Do you like them or do you not like them? Oh, some of the veggie burgers I like, but I honestly think it's brilliant because the, the way I see it is a lot of people understand that the meat industry is unsustainable, it's unethical, it's cruel, it's, um, you know, maybe not the best thing for your health to be eating that much meat. However, the one thing that blocks most people is, well, meat tastes good um, for most people. They enjoy the taste of it, the texture, the smell, whatever it is, um, and so that they're not willing to give that up. However, with the introduction of meat alternatives, which try and mimic that flavour, then people might be more open to trying them. Um, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to season and flavour meat as well to make it taste a certain way. If you only had boiled chicken all the time, you might be pretty bored if you ate plain tofu all the time. Um, I personally, I mean, I, like I was saying early on, as from a very, very young age, I didn't like the taste of meat. So even anything that kind of tastes remotely smoked to me reminds me of bacon. So I don't like them, to be honest, because I just don't like anything that tastes like meat. However, I've lived with vegan housemates who absolutely love it. They'll always have the Beyond Burgers or the vegan sausages or the cheese. And I think it's great because they still get that kind of satisfying kind of feeling or taste, um, but it's not at the expense of the life of an animal so it's a win-win yeah definitely and do you do, what do you prefer do you prefer tofu or tempeh i actually prefer tempeh isn't it weird? i mean it depends on what it is tofu is so versatile like you can seriously make so many things out of it um i've discovered over the years my mom used to make it for us so much when we were young and i hated it i just the fact that she would kind of like batter it and fry it and tell us it was fish fingers and <laughs> and I, I, we, oh, I hate, she used to make us eat it and it's crazy that now I just love it and um, yeah I find that certainly if you're looking towards a lot of Asian cooking it's a staple in that part of the world so when I was traveling through Japan I went into the tofu section in the supermarket and I was like what I didn't even know you could make it this many ways it was like a whole um, yeah yeah whole aisle all these different types of tofu um, I like tempeh because it just has a bit of a stronger flavor and I mean, Indonesian cooking has some really good tempeh recipes. Again, that's thanks to my my, my dear mother. <laughs> um, and beans, like I'm a huge fan of chickpeas, honestly. You can pretty much get them anywhere in the world. They're a good source of carbohydrate and protein, kind of a mix. Yeah. Um, and they're just, I'm pretty good at digesting a whole can of beans, no worries nowadays. So yeah. I love chickpeas, bit of salt, bit of olive oil, bit of lemon, just put them away <laughs> for like what would be your like default like oh I don't want to think this is what I'm going to make for dinner sort of meal oh yeah that's kind of actually changed over the years but to be honest I reckon it's like noodle soup so I'll just get like boil some water get a veggie stock rice noodles a block of tofu and a bunch of veggies and just like put it all in one pot and mix it because it's like hydrating salty yeah sometimes I'll put beans in there as well um if I've got the effort, then I like a good sandwich if I can be bothered yeah. slicing things. <laughs> what would you yeah. put on your sandwich? I would put a slice of tofu with tempeh. Okay, you, you um, have to slice it up, yeah. Yeah, oh, I'd have to slice it maybe in half to fit yeah. it on, otherwise the whole block. <laughs> um, yeah, tomato, lettuce, avocado for sure, salt, pepper, 
um, bit of mustard if I've got it in the in the cupboard, whatever's going. Yeah. Maybe a sweet fry a sweet potato, but this is getting to being a bit of effort. <laughs> <laughs> and what yeah. about like what are your staple foods in your in your cupboard or like if you're sort of on the road, like what foods could you not live without? Bananas. Okay. I so pretty much since the dawn of the time that I can remember, have been eating smoothies or smoothie bowls for breakfast, um, which I know is super trendy right now, but, like, I've honestly just gone through them my whole life. Um, so bananas, berries, some sort of plant-based milk. Um, I usually try and add some sort of seeds, like chia seeds, hemp seeds. You can't always get them, but even sesame seeds, I'll put them in there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> spinach. That's my, that's my go-to vegetable because you don't have to do any preparation. <laughs> chuck it in the smoothie, chuck it in the rice. So it tends to be like a greeny, purpley brown colour? Uh, yeah, it kind of doesn't look that appealing, but you just cover it in granola. So usually I'll just buy some sort of muesli, put it on top as well. Yeah. Um, fruit. Yeah, that, I mean, if, if I run out of bananas at home, I'm like, it's time to do a shop. Like, um, certainly rice. Just um, I mix it up between white rice and brown rice. Again, I was just raised on rice um, and oats. I mean, every, I think you could say that for every cyclist, most people take emergency oats with them wherever they go. Yeah. Um, and just cans of beans. Yeah. Because, again, you can, you can get them anywhere. So pretty How cheap. How many bananas do you reckon you'd go through in a week then? In a week? Oh, man, just me? <laughs> I, re I reckon I could go through, like, I'll have two for breakfast. Yeah. as a minimum I might eat them on the bike maybe have a smoothie in the afternoon so I could have like four or five bananas a day um but uh and then my my boyfriend eats pretty much the same <laughs> amount of bananas so. so they're definitely your favorite fruit what about your favorite vegetable oh so my favorite fruit is actually pineapple oh, okay the most like versatile fruit for sure is a banana yeah um favorite vegetable sweet potato Okay, yeah. Yeah, again, I reckon, like, if you just put it in the microwave for, like, seven minutes, pops out, delicious. You can make anything with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, again, like, my cooking has changed a bit over the years and, again, what you have time for, who you're cooking for, what you can access to. And you know how you have those meals where you're just like, I'm going to eat this every day for three weeks, and then eventually <laughs> you get over it and you start a new one. <laughs> yeah, you don't eat yeah. it again for, like, another year. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, and like with your with your smoothies, do you like you've you've got a little blender that you take when you're on the road as well, don't you? I do actually. I found this little USB rechargeable blender, um, and it's like I'm not the thing about a routine is that you want to have a routine that you really enjoy, but you can easily step away from it if you have to. I mean, there's many times where I don't get my blender stops working or it's just not viable to make a smoothie in the morning. But if I'm on tour for a long time, then I do like to take my little blender so I can just have that kind of coffee and smoothie breakfast routine. Um, but then, yeah, if it doesn't work, then I'm just like, all right, I'm having oatmeal and fruit or whatever's going, yeah. whatever's at the breakfast buffet. Yeah. So um, you're a I think, coffee over tea person? I would say I'm actually, yeah, in the morning for sure. Coffee for sure in the morning. Um, I just finished a cup of Yorkshire tea. I was, I do like a tea. You probably drink more tea than coffee all throughout the day and night. <laughs> yeah. Herbal tea. You, can, you can like keep your caffeine content lower. I noticed I was having yeah. like four coffees a day recently and I'm like, oh, I need to stop this. Or I need to swap to switch over. <laughs> yeah. I used to work as a barista, so I would be smashing way too many coffees all the time. But now we just make like a nice V60 pour over in the morning or a AeroPress and 
yeah, I feel pretty satisfied with a big mug of coffee. And for sure, if you're Australian, you like to go out and drink espressos and uh, lattes and whatnot all the time. So, yeah. Which, well, so this could be a controversial question, but what's your coffee cafe of choice in Girona? Oh, I have no loyalties. I think I probably go. Actually, controversial. <laughs> no, I, I, to be honest, I really like the coffee at Coffee Greens. It hits the spot every time. They make a really, really good coffee there. But then, you know, I'll go get like a beetroot latte, something from Pedral, and I'll go get like a matcha latte from um, Buttercup and. Yeah. yeah, I I, didn't, um, I I sort of float around them like it yeah, depends, yeah. It depends what I'm drinking on the day. <laughs> but the coffee at Coffee Greens is honestly super consistent. I just like that they use they often use like a single origin like Colombian beans something, and that's just a personal preference as well. Listen to me, sound like such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and what about like with your plant milks? Are you like an almond milk person or an oat milk? Because I know they seem to be the favourites these days. Um, to be honest, almond milk, I'm not a huge fan of because it's so boring. It's literally just water and like 2% almonds and like <laughs> random flavors. Um, I prefer oat milk, soy milk or rice milk usually. Yeah. Um, soy milk's always been a go-to. Obviously it's higher in protein and a bit more filling, a bit more wholesome. Uh, I like rice milk when I'm training a lot because it's higher in carbohydrate and it's kind of sweet. tastes nice in tea. Yeah. And oat milk has become popular recently. And I agree that rice milk seemed to work best in tea. Yeah. Mm. It's a bit sweet. and um, But oat milk's been really popular lately and I think it's great. I mean, I've also been making my own oat milk as well when I run out, um, which is super easy. And you can use a leftover, like, oat mixture for cookies or something. Yeah. So it's good. I like that there's all the options, but certainly not almond milk. I don't know what the hype is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not Unless it's like, like, I've actually had... It's a bit like there's there's one almond in a whole litre. Yeah. I've had fresh almond milk before, which was delicious, but I'm sure it's not um, cheap to produce. Yeah, no, that must cost an arm and a leg because mm. there is actually almonds in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. You, you said before that you like you, you used to drink when you were younger. Like you still drink or like wine or beer, which is your preference these days? Um, now that I'm an established adult, I prefer to drink wine, red wine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... I I don't drink that regularly. I think I certainly at that point now where I can enjoy it with dinner or when I'm out. Um, and obviously being an elite athlete, binge drinking isn't conducive to high performance, maybe for some, but I'm almost 30, so I can't do that anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, when I first became vegan when I was a lot younger, it was kind of that time where I was quite health conscious, but I definitely was like eating is cheating and if I'm going to drink six UDLs then I'm just not going to have dinner so you'd get more drunk and then you like I don't know how my teeth are still in my head after all that um and then you'd just be like getting home at night and just like eating a bowl of cornflakes and soy milk and so I can't say I was super healthy yeah. at that point <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but yeah I mean I don't see any issues with having uh, beer or wine um yeah, yeah especially Opposite end of the spectrum, still sparkling mm. water. Sparkling water. It's so fancy. <laughs> it's did you delicious. drink it in Australia before you moved to Europe? Um, I did a bit because I'd actually been in Europe. I was living in Germany in 2012 and they only drink sparkling water. Like, And I was like, what? Like, I couldn't believe that people would drink sparkling water just as a general thing. And they're like, what? Then they were saying to me, like, still water is boring. And I'm like, I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably sparkling water nowadays, but I 
um, grew up drinking creek water, actually, oh, wow. <laughs> rainwater. Yeah. So I do enjoy the taste of that still water from back home. Yeah. yeah I became kind of fussy with my water, which is a super privileged thing to say, I know. <laughs> what about like in food? You fly, are you a spicy food person or are you like mild flavours? Definitely spicy. Yeah. Like, so my parents fed me a lot of Indian food growing up. Um, again, that's kind of contributes to the mostly vegetarian and rice eating. And my dad kind of would force us to have spicy food. He's like, you've got to get used to it. You've got to have all the flavors from around the world. And so now I pretty much add chili to everything. Definitely went through a strong sriracha phase where I was like, no meal is complete without sriracha. Um, I'm not sure what they put in it. Maybe MSG or something because it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Um, spicy food to answer your question. <laughs> what about chocolate or chips sweet or are you a sweet or a savory person i'm such a sweet tooth yeah i don't even like chips i know that sounds bad it just to me it tastes like a handful of salt but i can put away like a whole packet of fresh dates or like half a block of dark chocolate or dried figs yeah i like sweet food <laughs> and on last last question so like if you like for training when racing are you mm-hmm. do you prefer gels or solids like what's your preference <clears> then I actually prefer gels. Um, The reason is I don't seem to get much gut upset with them at all. So that's a a bonus for me. Um, And I just find it really difficult to chew while breathing heavily. stresses me out a bit. So if I can just put down a gel or have liquid calories, then uh, it seems to work really well for me. Like I like the SIS beta fuel, which has got 90 grams of carbohydrate. And if I sip on that over an hour, then I find that works really well on the bike. Um, Again, I think you've got to trial what works for you. Everyone's a bit different, and I do use gels in training for that reason. Not all the time, but certainly as the season draws closer, I use gels. Um, Gels are pretty much mostly always vegan um, because it's sugar. (laughs) Um, Same with the mixes, and um, a lot of the bars are also just kind of dried fruit, oats, and whatever else. So, yeah, I never really have any issues there. Excellent. Any last question? Any last points before we wrap up here? Um, yeah, I'd have, I'll have a little rant. I would just <laughs> say that anyone who's thinking of becoming vegan, kind of ask yourself why you're doing it. And I'm sure as a dietitian, when people want to change their diet, you're generally asking why. Yeah. Because if you have a good a reason that you're going to stick to, it's going to make a big difference. Whereas if you're just like, it's a fat diet, I know someone who lost weight doing it therefore I'm going to do it or you want to be eating clean or whatever is trending right now then honestly you're probably not going to commit to that and then you're going to go to that feeling of like well if I don't stick to it I'm going to be guilty and maybe having something that's not vegan will suddenly instill a feeling of guilt rather than enjoyment and so I think you know maybe educating yourself about the environmental impacts of the meat and dairy industry and looking at some of those confronting videos about animals will help you understand on a, on a, bit, a bigger picture why eating less meat is good for the environment and good for the world um, and just to make sure that you do maybe consult someone especially as an athlete talk to a registered dietitian a sports dietitian because they can they know all the stuff that you know, I spent years trying to figure out on the internet and making mistakes, but um, yeah. yeah, it's okay to eat more than your friends. It's yeah. okay to eat as much as your partner or more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Try out new recipes as, 
there's so much stuff you probably don't even know about because you're so used to cooking the same thing. But there's a lot of cultures in the world that eat a highly vegetarian diet and you can always do that. Um, again, if you're struggling to totally shift your diet, I mean, for me, I shifted it straight away, but I understand I didn't come from a high meat diet anyway. So maybe you're having a few more meals without meat in it. Maybe you're having potlucks with your friends and you're like, all right, the theme is vegan tonight. Everyone bring one from a different country or something. So make it fun. Look up recipes, download an app, find those go-to meals that are actually super easy and fulfilling and satisfying. Like you still want to make sure you're satisfied. So yeah, that's something that I've also learned like, okay, what sort of meals are actually satisfying, tasty, filling and nutritious rather than thinking you're missing out. I mean, the great stereotype is that like, in order salad and it's super boring but um well it doesn't have to be boring. <laughs> it doesn't have to be boring salad can be delicious I always I'm fully into the Waldorf salad at the moment like I eat it every day just like walnuts pears yeah. rocket balsamic yeah just with everything <laughs> you make like dressings using like nuts or seeds or um is it, is it sort of olive oil balsamic your your go-to um, olive oil balsamic is pretty easy but I do like to make a dressing out of like if you've got avocado um blend some avocado blend some nuts in there bit of mustard yeah again there's so many good feeling um dressings on the internet like there's no shortage of it now you can do a lot of baking vegan baking is probably something i've learned a lot like using chia seeds and pancakes has been a game changer for me yeah, yeah. get them fluffy <laughs> yeah i think like you say a lot of it is about experimenting getting in the kitchen being afraid to make mistakes testing out stuff because until you try you've got to try things to see if you like it you might not like it the first time but then you might like it the second time so don't run totally and like it's it's fine to have your convenience foods as well i mean if you walk into a service station you might be like oh i always get this and what do i have now but if you actually actually spend some time in the supermarket looking at things that are vegan. Like there is still a lot of stuff you can eat and enjoy and um, get conveniently that are don't include animal products. So I think that's also a good thing for the world. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. Great advice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time and um, we'll catch up with you soon. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Bye.